From Radiotopia, you're listening to Love and Radio. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Today's episode, An Old Lion or a Lover's Lute. I would love to have that opportunity to take you out and treat you like the queen you are for real. I think you're a beautiful young lady, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I got some questions for you. Okay. Okay. You can ask me anything because I'm a professional at answering questions. Okay. Now, you know they might be a little bit uncomfortable to you. And, and once I hear them, they might be uncomfortable to me, but I promise you I'll answer them. <laughs> As you were walking past, we were having a conversation, and I'm actually his son's mother. Did he approach you the same way? No, nah, I was a little different 17 years ago. <laughs> how, did, how did he approach you? Uh, we met in a McDonald's, and... Hey, he was looking, and I just was like, what are you looking at? And he was like, I'm looking at you. And I was like, why? He was like, because maybe we should go out. And we went out. (laughs) And how long did you guys go out? We went out for a good two years or so. Okay. A a little less. And then how old is your son now? 16. He's 16? Mm Mm-hmm. And does he see you both? Does he Mm -hmm. see you both? Yeah. But you guys don't stay together? No. Why not? I'm professional. And I'm gay. <laughs> you're gay and you're professional. Yeah. Professional what? Parent. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Now, we are professional parents, but I'm a professional loner. See, my problem is that it's hard for me to be faithful to one girl. Mm. Because once I get to know somebody, you know, and I see their flaws, I'm not into changing nobody or changing myself to deal with nobody and just so happened I'm 50 and I just ain't met that right girl yet to say okay it's going to be me and you and you guys you weren't compatible I can I, I imagine there's a oh big we we was season. cool out the gate we, we, we met we was mostly like we was more we was, of a friend we was yeah. more I was just we trying was, to figure out you know if i like guys or not like guys, but other than that, he's, and a, he's such I a nice came person. And I put that charm on, and next thing you know, I was waxing that. <laughs> I was waxing but that. He's I couldn't a nice even get guy, rid of so. her. I couldn't get rid of her. I didn't even try. And this is what I you do wanted to a, her around. Woman who likes women, I wanted her around. Impressive. And then look, she told me that she was gay in one of our conversations, but to me, I didn't care. Cause you know she was girly, you know what I'm saying. She was tight jeaning and all of that blouse and stuff, and looking pretty all the time. And then to me, it was like, oh yeah, she gay. It's a great chance that I might get to have my cake and eat it too. And you know, and it all worked out. She like turned me out, and now I can't have. I I promise you, if a girl be my girlfriend, she have to like girls, or it wouldn't work out. But but now. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry, tell me your name. LaCoya. So when he's calling out to other women walking down the street, how does that make you feel? I'm not worried. And Hopefully she'll be like, oh, I'm like girls. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because we do have that. I can tell you this, that I promise you, since I met her, I probably had at least about maybe, I was 16, maybe like 30 girlfriends. And she probably done enjoyed at least 25 of them. Only about five of them escaped her. So are you guys working as a team? No. No. A lot of them wasn't gay. They just was curious and they like, had probably done did it before and lied like they haven't because they'll do it again. 
and again. And so it's like, to me, it's the American dream. Man, it's not the American dream. That you can have a girl that enjoy your girl with other girls and everything too. Man, what man don't want that? And then your girl ain't tripping. I guess. If we just chilling. Well, I really long for that one girl. That one yeah, girl. Yeah, he need a, a girlfriend, a wife, or somebody now. How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, you perfect. She younger I can than my girlfriend. I can retire. I can retire with you. You take um, my number and you call me. <laughs> okay, and when it's me and you, I'll give you some stories for your listeners. Do you want me to? Do you want me to put your number on the internet so anyone else? Uh, put uh, my wait, number on wait. there and you tell them that I don't want nothing but young ladies that's open to fun and enjoying life. You know what I'm saying? I want a commitment with somebody, but I got to find that right one. I got to find somebody that's loyal. That ain't gonna be playing no games and stuff like that because that what got me in the way that I am. I kind of like feel that's that's not a good woman out here that really appreciate good men nowadays because I know I'm a good man and so what I does is yep. what I think is normal. I just enjoy life, even with my relationships, and I don't even sweat them. And so all you ladies out there who listening, I would love to hold some auditions. And, and my number is 641-715-3900, extension 55403. And if you call me, make sure that you say, oh, I'm calling you because I got your number off the radio station in the zone. And I hopefully put on I can there meet if, the woman of if, my dreams. And if retire. my wife hears this, we just talking. Yeah. I ain't looking for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For all you ladies out there, this is Jerome's son's mother, and he's a very nice guy. So if you're looking for a nice guy and a good time and no problems, give him a call. All right, then. I'll be waiting. Just <laughs> <laughs> for you interviewing me, I'm going to actually take you to lunch for real, and I won't even try nothing. I just enjoy the company of a pretty lady. <laughs> no, for you're real. gonna be our friend forever. See, if you I take already you told out. you the story, so I already know you're not gonna fall into the trap. So I would just love to grace your present for lunch one day. Okay, well, how about this? I'm gonna give her my number because I don't give my number to guys who call at me on the street. Okay. Okay. We can do the arrangement. Ready? Okay. Can I watch? Well, Shut I up. give. You can watch while I give her my number. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, hey, it's a good day after I got off of work. Yeah. Okay, and my name's Anna. Okay. Anna, can I ask you one question? Sure. Do you like girls? I like girls. Do you, you ever been in a relationship with a girl? I've never been in a relationship with a girl, no. Have you ever played around with a girl, just playing around, kissing and stuff like that? I have. Did you like it? It was very nice, yes. Do you have a boyfriend? I do. Do he know you did that? He does. Was he there? He was not. Oh, well, you got to have a man have, one day. It'd be much better. Have you ever? How many, times, <laughs> how many times would you say you played around with a girl just kidding around? Once. Oh, then, okay, you're safe. Okay, <laughs> you were just you curious safe. and you tried and you're like, I ain't doing that no more. She did a and you didn't Perry plan and she it. kissed the girl and she liked it. <laughs> no, she didn't like it. That's why she didn't do it no more. Well, maybe she will. No, she just cured her curiosity and that's all she wanted to do. <laughs> and it wasn't all it was cracked out to be, or she'll be a lesbian by now. True. Let's see, how do I stop this thing? Every time I see you, it's like, man, send chills through me, like, make my heart sing.
makes your heart sing? Why? Yeah. Just because you're a beautiful young lady and you're so free-spirited. You know what I'm saying? And that's rare. That's very rare. In Oakland, anyway. Free spirits are rare? Well, I guess you could say free spirit. Your, your heart seems to be intact and working well. Like the devil ain't got no pars of it. Like every time he call you, you put him on hold. <laughs> no, for real. For real. No, you just seem you just seem like a nice young lady, and it seems like it's your nature, and you're not acting. Cause you know people do that all the time. Even me, but by nature, I'm a good guy for real. I promise you, am one of the best guys you want to meet. But when I meet a girl, you know I try to present myself that I'm better than what I am, knowing that it'll never come back to haunt me because, you know, I don't lie, I don't beat around the bush, and I don't play no games. How, how often do you think it works that people actually, like, move from calling out a lady on the street to getting into bed or out to dinner? Well, it all depends on how many of them bite. Some of them ain't going to bite. Just say for me, for instance, if I holler at 10 ladies... Nine of them maybe going to speak back, but going to keep moving. And maybe five of them, if they speak, and then I say something, try to get them to stop in their track to hear me more. And then out of that five, if I get their number or give them my number, if they call me, nine out of ten out of that five, I can sleep with them. <laughs> wait, hold on. Nine, nine I mean, out of I mean, wait. four out of that. I, I, I don't believe you. Believe this, if I can get five of them women out of that 10 number, nine out of 10, I'm going to sleep with at least three out of that five. How many women have you slept with that you've catcalled off the street? How far back you want me to go? I can say for the last five years, I done slept with at least, no joke, 15 to 20 women. That you've called that on the street? Yep. Because believe it or not, Women want to sleep with guys just as bad as guys want to sleep with women. It's all about if you're attracted to them or not. No, for real. I promise. You know one, one thing people don't understand? That women and men are identical. The only difference are our sex. I mean, have you have you seen all the, like, press? Did you see that video that went around about the woman who walked around New York and got catcalled, like, a million times? Did you see that? Yeah, I've seen that. What did you think of that? If you walk down the street looking like that, any man in his right mind going to stop and they're going to look and say, hey, how you doing? It's because of the way she looked. She looked nice. She was thick. She was pretty. And she looked like she was easy because of her outfit she had on. What was her outfit? She had on them tight pants, remember? Uh, what did she have on? She had she had jeans and a crew neck. And they was gripping. And you could see all them curves and everything. I know she was looking attractive. And I said... Wait, wait, blue jeans? I mean, blue jeans are like, you're wearing blue jeans right now. Yeah, but it's different. I'm a man. If you see a lady in jeans and they gripping all the curves and everything, I promise you, as a man, you're going to try to holler at her. This is how men's are. If you a pretty lady... And whether you got jeans, skirt, or anything on, jeans is even more exceptional. Or them, them pants y'all wear now, that's thin, that grips all the curves down there on the leg and the thigh. Any man see that, first thing come to his mind, I'm going to need that. It ain't nothing personal. Do you call women of all races, of all ages, of all body types? What's your type? Well, my type is not all ages. I prefer like 21 or better. 
because I feel that if you're 21, no matter how many miles you had on you, you don't have as many miles as a 31 or Are you talking about a woman like a car right now, Jerome? I'm going to have to stop you. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about a car. I'm talking about miles. Five. Yeah, miles means how well out, how many men she done deal with. Why does that matter? It matters to some people for the simple fact. No, 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 not some people, you. Why does it matter how many men you've had sex with? Oh, it matters to me. You you want you want a woman to have sex with more men or less men? Less. That's what? why I prefer 21. Because no matter how bad you started off at 21, by the time you're 35, it's so, so more many. And so... I really Oof, Jerome, I got to I got to say older than a 35 year old because the 35 been doing it 20 years and the 21 year been doing it maybe 4 years. And so that means the 35 year old have been doing it with men for at least 20 years. You're being a total hypocrite. I know I am, but look, I promise you that's just the way I am. I don't want no woman that been all woe out and everything even though she might consider me woe out cuz I'm 51. That's my preference. I prefer somebody with less mouths. Jerome, this is gross. I know, I, I know it is. Jerome, this is, hold on, hold but on. That's not gross. Just think about it. That's my opinion. And you, for instance, you wouldn't, how old are you? I'm 26. You wouldn't want no man that's probably 51. No. But that's, that's not about Miles. His age, not because of Miles, but maybe because of his age or something. And that's your preference. You probably want a man your age because, you know, y'all probably get along better because y'all do the same thing. Y'all like the same thing. And I'm not attracted to a man who's 51. I know. I remember that. You got a boyfriend. You have a son. Yeah. You have a daughter. Yeah, I have a daughter. How old's your daughter? My daughter's 26. How would you feel to know that your daughter is being catcalled? By men your age. If my daughter was to call me right now and tell me that she got a man that's 50 years old, the only thing I would ask her, is he treating you right? Why wouldn't I accept that for my daughter and that's how I am? There's a difference between your daughter coming to you and saying, Dad, I'm in love. There's a man. He happens to be 50. I know it's weird, but, you know, our love, it doesn't look at age. Two... A man who's 51 hollering at your daughter on the street. Wouldn't you say? I mean, like, from you, like, what would you do if you were on the other side of the park and you saw an old guy yelling at your daughter? I'll sit back in a cut and watch and see how my daughter operate. I love my daughter. My daughter's probably one of the top numbers in my phone right now. My daughter calls me all the time, and it's not just for money all the time. <laughs> anyway, it's half the time. <laughs> But I tell her, if an old guy come at you, some of these old guys are crafty. They know exactly what to say to you to take their number, and I promise you, you will call. And once you call, they'll know how to reel you in. What's your craft? Money and promises. I don't never come at them like I'm going to give them money, but I always come at them and let them know, look, I understand you young, you know what I'm saying, I'm an OG. I don't mind taking care of you and treating you like the queen you are. And that reels them in. I promise you, 90% of the girls that I don't kick it with, I always kick it with girls younger than me. My girlfriend right now is 27. And my other girlfriend, she's 26. And they know each other. Got any other girlfriends or just those two? Well, I got friends that you know what I'm saying. I don't consider them my girlfriend. 
Are you giving those women like money straight up? Or are you just taking them out to dinner or, or how's that working? Well, I promise you, most of the average young girl don't really want too much. That's why I deal with them. It's the older women's debt. Reason why I don't holler at them. They be wanting half on the rent. They be wanting money on the car note, insurance. The young girls don't have all of that. The ones who I get rid of just the fast, it's the one who start asking for too much too fast. And them the ones that I ease out of. But I never, ever let them know it's them asking me for something too fast. The reason that I get out of it. I'm good at telling stories on why I'm getting out of it. Okay, so you've told me that you like younger women. Yeah. So that's, we got age covered. Yeah. How about, like, appearance? Any, like... Very important. Okay. You don't have to be a 10. You can be a 5. If your karma, if I get a good karma from you and you look mediocre, if your face ain't that pretty, your body have to at least be fatigued and nice. I do not like fat women. I'm not prejudiced against them. No, I have fat friends, but I promise you, I would never sleep with them. I would never kiss them. They can't do nothing for me, but be my friends. I treat them nice and everything. Even when they come on to me, I act like I don't see it. How much do you weigh? I weigh 250. So that's even a bigger reason why. Well, I want a fat woman for, and I'm big. Big is not attractive to me. Because, like, maybe if you're in a small rowboat, you you two might sink? Nope. I don't even care about the weight part. It's just, like, big is not attractive to me because I know me. I like petite women and pretty women. You can be built nice, but if you fat, your vision going to throw a curb in my mind. Like, don't do it. How about race? It doesn't matter. Who says yes? Who's the who's the one out of ten who says yes? Mostly the black girls. But race never really been a factor to me. But I think the reason that I holler at mostly sisters is because I grew up in Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago. I grew up in the projects, Robert Taylor, and moved to the Ida B. Wells and everything. It wasn't until I was 13 that we moved into a house that actually had grass and a backyard and a garage. It was always segregated. Everywhere that we lived was all black. Nowhere could you find a white person living. The only place you seen a white person or a rap was in a store. But far as living, you couldn't find not one white person, Chinese, Mexican, nobody living in the neighborhood. You couldn't even see gay peoples in the inner city in Chicago before I moved here in 94. They hung out up north. If you were to see them, people would make fun of them or throw stones at them, the old school stuff. And when I came here, I was amazed at how they was everywhere. I really never knew what to say to a white girl or anybody outside of black until I came here and I started being around them and then I started working with them and stuff like that because when I was in Chicago... I never worked. I never worked a day in my life in Chicago. I didn't start working until I came here because I always hustled in the street. At one point, I was actually hood rich. What was your hustle? Weed and rocks. It started off weed. I almost got rich off of weed. And then one of my friends introduced me to that. He said, you think you're rolling now? Try this. And he was already rich from it. And I got an apartment just to put it in because I didn't want no parts of controlled substance. So I got an apartment just to put it in. And I had people passing it out, talking about this is what's going on over here. And blew up like the world trade. 
that's when I started seeing the crime in the streets and seeing a lot of people getting turned out. And so I threw the towel in on that. It was getting harder to hustle on the streets. People was telling everything. And I say, let me get out while I survived it and never went back. I asked a few friends what they would want to ask you. Yeah. And one of my friends, she's scared to go outside because of guys yelling at her on the street. Yeah. How do you feel when you hear like, a friend of mine is afraid to leave the house because of all the attention she gets from men? You know what I would tell her? I would tell her, look, don't even trip. Keep moving. Don't give them no signs that you're trying to talk to them. And then if they try to say something after you speak back and you say, sorry, still in your stride, but I'm married. And I promise you, They'll leave it alone. They might make a few more statements like, okay, well, you take it easy. You sure look good. She'll start seeing people differently if she just say something and keep going. But there are men who will grab you on the street. There are men who will follow you. You probably need to flag the police down on them because I've never seen them. them. Them guys are sick and them deranged. I done seen a lot. i never seen that, what you just said. But I've seen a lot of guys say negative things out of women just for her not speaking. But what if, what if, I mean, you know, there are so many women who have survived sexual assault, sexual abuse. Yeah. I mean, should they have to go out on the, should they have to be afraid to go out on the street because well, they're going to be picked on by men? They shouldn't, but I can understand why. Because they done been through that trauma. And once a person goes through that trauma, man, it, it, it affects them for years and years. It depends on how strong that woman is. You know, some women say, you know what? I done been walking all my life, and then that one clown right there did that to me and yanked me up. He was out on the prowl. I'm not finna lay there and live in no shell and be scared to walk the street because of something one man did. Some people wallow in things longer. You can't let something like that scare you. What you got to do, you got to be on on your toes, start carrying mace and knives and all of that stuff. But don't be afraid of the streets. Carrying mace and knives, that's being afraid of the streets. Exactly, but you won't be as afraid with that as you would be if you want because... But if men would just chill out and treat women with respect... I would love to find somebody to convince all the men to get their act together and treat women to respect. What would it take take to convince you? It wouldn't take nothing to convince me because I already respect women to the utmost. But some people take yelling at people on the street as disrespect. It is disrespectful. But like I said, hey, we need a savior. We need uh, uh, probably a million saviors to speak on this all what, over the what, world at the same time. Could I convince you to stop calling at people on the street? Probably not. I just want to know, like, how did you learn your technique? How did you learn how to get one out of ten women where oh, you man, got that I idea? I definitely learned that coming up, man. That's all you do when I was coming up back home. You see a pretty girl, you try to knock them off, and that made you the greatest when you can knock them off. Knock them off? Yeah, that means if you can get them, if you can say, I hit that. <laughs> this is how men feel. If you don't say nothing, you get nothing. Who want to be alone? Did you grow up with your dad? Nope, I grew up with my mom. My dad was there. He'll come visit, spend a week or two with my mom. My dad just passed last May. Oh, I remember he was sick. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever had your heart broken? 
Yes, I did. I was a freshman, and she was a junior in a different school. We ended up going together. I met her at a party, and we ended up going together, and we was together a long time. Her dad didn't like me because he thought I was a thug. He knew I was a good man, but he knew what I was doing and was wrong, and he didn't like his precious daughter dealing with nobody like that. She was older. She was the prettiest girl in the neighborhood, and I was wondering, why is she messing with me knowing that, you know what I'm saying, how I get down? She had a best friend. Her best friend had a sister. I ended up sleeping with her best friend's sister and got her pregnant. That's my first child, Stephen Duran, right now. It's by my girlfriend, best friend's sister. And we kept it a secret. But then when the girl realized I wasn't going to leave Phoebe for her, just because she had a baby, she told everybody. And when it, Phoebe found out, it killed her. It killed me, too, because... I didn't think it would hurt that bad because I was still like, wasn't tripping on messing around, you know? And it hurt in my heart that she quitted me. We ended up getting back together years. Once I, once, you know what I'm saying? She found it in her heart to forgive me after the girl had the baby and she seen that I was there for the baby and everything. But it was too late. It was never the same. I didn't have the same love. I had um, moved on with so many girls and stuff, but I never forget that relationship killed me to have done hurt that girl like that. If you could go back and do it again. I wouldn't cheat on her. I'll stop even mess I would I would stop even mess with the other girls and I'll marry her. Did your mom or your dad ever talk to you about sex? Never. Never. Do you talk to your kids about sex? All the time. All the time. I tell my son be safe. Don't be just sleeping around with girls. You know, I tell them how I've been through. I say, you know what, you wait for the right one. I tell my son all that, use condoms and everything. My daughter don't have no kids or nothing, ain't thinking about no kids until she get her career off and got everything she need. She say she need a house, cars, big bank account and everything before she even consider having a baby. And then the man she have with got to be financially stable and got to have a good head on his shoulder too. And I love my daughter for that. Do you ever want to settle down with anyone? I promise you I want to settle down. I tell my partners them all the time, I can't wait till I find the right girl. And then I say, I know in order for me to find the right girl, I got to go outside my box. I got to find me somebody like about 40 or 45 years old. I can't marry nobody about 21 or 25 years old, half my age. Because at some point, they're going to be like, man, I'm missing something. I know one thing, I haven't met her yet. None of the girls that I dealt with, done dealt with, I say, I'll marry her. I don't care if I met on the street, in a grocery store, at a dog fight. I don't care. I just want to meet her. And my heart say, that's the one. And then we date. And then we kick it. And we get to know each other. And then she say, hey, you want to get married? Set the date. I always try to do the right thing. I always try to do the right thing. Always.
That's it for Love and Radio. The show was produced by Anna Adlerstein, Brendan Baker, and myself, with additional help from Lashante Goffigan. We are a founding member of Radiotopia, the best collection of podcasts in the universe. Radiotopia is supported by the Knight Foundation and by MailCamp, celebrating creativity, chaos, and teamwork. And from you guys, the best, most thoughtful listeners in podcast land. If you want to leave a comment or a question, please call our listener hotline at 641-915-3900. Then dial 55403. Thanks for listening.